0: From the Cycling Independent, this is The Paceline, Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, John Robot Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. So I'm going to open up with a little bit of a confession here. Uh My poll last week, the one that you were wondering why I'm talking about allergies on a cycling podcast. Um <laughs> yeah. We have officially entered pollen season. Uh, I did manage to work out that Zyrtec is what works best for me in our current environment. Um, (laughs) Right. But, you know, there's this whole thing of where, like, it doesn't actually do anything unless you take it. Yeah. So I've had to start. Mm, Go for it. I was disappointed,
1: actually, that no readers got in touch to say that some rose hip tea or like the local honey that i want i was really looking for some hippy dippy um awesome (laughs) home homeopathic Mm -hmm. way for you to you know like rubbing garlic cloves on your temples that's what i was hoping we were going to get from last week's
0: I mean, I'd give that a try, so long as it's not rubbing the garlic in my eyes, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, let's try that then. Let's next podcast we
1: record, we'll have you tape a couple cloves of garlic to your forehead, medicinally. Medicinally. Uh, yes. Yeah, and maybe we'll just we'll just run a clinical trial of one on that. Anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I derailed us already
0: well i my only point was to say you know uh the zertex really pretty wonderful mm. if you take it yes um yeah i didn't i didn't uh ingest any yesterday uh yeah. prior to my ride and uh what was going to be a one hour ride became 45 minutes because i got to a certain point it's like no i need to just turn around now uh right the the burning was um Well, it's different from what my muscles do when I go hard. So there's that.
1: Right. Uh, Even a placebo has to be taken in order for you to get the placebo effect.
0: (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Fair point. Yeah. So now I'm creating this new aspect of my morning routine where in addition to my Wellbutrin and my glucosamine and chondroitin and a little chewable gummy multivitamin, I'm adding the Zyrtec into the mix.
1: You you take more pills than B. Arthur on Golden Girls.
0: You know, I had this thing this morning where I'm grabbing all of them out of the shelf and looked at it. it as like, my God, I'm becoming my parents. Yeah, that happens. I mean, I
1: take a handful too because, you know, I want to live forever and I can't just lube my joints like Dorothy squirting oil in the Tin Man's armpits at the beginning of Wizard of Oz, which is what I wish, I wish... Did that morning pill routine, and for me, it's, I, it's not necessarily the morning. It's when I get out of the shower. That's my pill-popping moment of the day. Mm. But I remember as a kid watching Wizard of Oz, and the, the little oil can she had to lube the Tin yeah. Man made this little yes. tick, 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 tick sound. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I really wish that we could administer medicines that way. I said last week that I wanted everything to be a nasal spray, but strike (laughs) that. I
0: don't want everything to be a nasal spray. I want
1: everything to be a little cute little oil can.
0: Yeah. Well, in the spirit of making sure we go off the rails on a regular basis, uh, I'm going to point out that the great uh, writer, Harry Cruz, are you familiar with his work at all? (laughs) Yes, yes. Southern writer. Yeah. So Harry Cruz once woke up from a bender and had a tattoo of a door hinge on the inside bend of his elbow oh really yeah yeah uh and i i think you know like walking up to him with an oil can were he still alive <laughs> yeah, would elicit, yeah, yeah. you know he'd probably bear hug you or high five you or yeah, yeah give yeah. you a beer yeah yeah uh
1: yeah i mean i i love a good tattoo but i am thankful that i no longer am living a lifestyle that would lead me to wake up with one i didn't expect
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, the characters common in our mythology to that would include Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really yeah. jive with your musical taste, does it? It doesn't.
1: And you know what makes Jimmy Buffett, and I'll apologize to all anyone out there who is a Jimmy Buffett fan, but J- I'm from, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. Right. Which is actually where Jimmy Buffett grew up also, I believe. Uh, he along
0: a- the Gulf Coast
1: anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was subjected to really like, um, subjected that pretty much Stalinist covers. gulag levels of Jimmy Buffett music growing up. Um,
0: yeah, it's like Jimmy Buffett is like a trigger word for me. <laughs> I won't, Sorry. I won't admit that I actually have some CDs of his. Don't do it. Okay. Don't. Admit yeah. It. <laughs> well maybe we should talk about what's up with your riding currently
1: uh sure um so what's going on with me and i think probably a lot of people out there are in this same boat is i gotta figure out if i'm doing cycling events this summer oh you know uh like Mm -hmm. there was there was some level when the pandemic blossomed that's a that's a Unfortunate phrasing. But when the you know, when we found ourselves in the muck, I think I think a lot of people were like glad to be off the hook for a lot of the events and big stuff. I you know, I am sure it's screened both no ways. There were people who were talking like, about. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do that thing. Uh-huh. There were definitely people who were like, I'm so sad I don't have to ride that double century. Or I don't get to ride that double century, but I don't know. For me, I have this I have a, a strange um relationship with events where uh, where I sort of need them in order to make me do a lot of awesome things. Mm-hmm. But the event itself mm-hmm. is, for me, more stressful and somehow not as fun as it should be.
0: Yeah. So the Super Skaggs Grasshopper, uh, mm. 96 miles, I I want to say it's only like 16 miles of dirt. Mm. Um, It is easily like by order of magnitude, the hardest sub 100 mile event I've ever done in my life. And so theoretically, because it's less than hundred miles, I should be able to continue doing that for some years to come. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think that there's another event on the planet with which I have a more ambivalent relationship.
1: Right. Like you, you, I want to want to do these things and mm-hmm. I certainly want to have done them. Mm-hmm. But if someone says, oh, that thing got canceled, I'm like, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Please note think, my lack of sincerity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that betrays a, a lack of ambition on on my part, but probably people won't be by that but but so so what events really are for me is is are a way to do things with my friends right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so my regular riding guys are circulating like I want to do this ride I want to do that ride and I know at some point I'm gonna go along and get along because it'll be fun it'll be fun to do stuff with them The event will probably be fun, even though I'll have more anxiety about it than than it's worth at all. Um, But it's a weird summer, right? It's it's this sort of like reopening summer. And we're sort of like, what what are we really am I going to do that thing just like it's normal times? And I'm I'll be fully vaccinated in a couple of weeks. So, you know, uh, it's a reasonable thing to do to return to normal.
0: But Yeah.
1: Yeah, where I pass these events through a filter of, like, am I free that weekend? Am I going to be fit enough not to embarrass myself? Um, You know, there's all of those questions you ask about any particular event. And then on top of that, there's the, okay, here we are, you know, I won't say post-pandemic. I'll say emerging from the pandemic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what Mm -hmm. are my protocols? What is is it? What's going on in my head? You know, and and there are reminders like uh, the Vermont Monster Gravel uh, Mm -hmm. Ride is moving to New Hampshire this year. They're actually going to hold it in New Hampshire for various protocol-oriented reasons. Um, Okay. You know, in New Hampshire, it's not actually live free or die. It's live free and die. Or maybe it's an and or. (laughs) I love you, New Hampshire. I really do. But, um, you know, so I got to decide whether I'm going to go along on that uh, boondoggle. My local shop, which is Ride Studio Cafe, which uh, former warmer of this chair, uh, Patria Vandermark is the owner of. Um, Those guys, she and Rob, who uh, owns Seven Cycles, put on a series of gravel rides that are really, really great. Like, they put a ton of energy into route planning. And in a place like Massachusetts, it's a small state. And, you know, if you ride a lot, then you've ridden a lot of trails, you know, like... It's a small enough state that you can say, oh, yeah, I've been there quite a lot. (laughs) You know, it's not like California, which is the size of a small country. It's, you know, it's a small place. But somehow on the on the ride studio rides, you always get to see some stretch of trail or some whole area you didn't know before. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking thinking seriously about getting myself um, going for those. And then finally... D2R2 is back on at the end of this summer. Oh, um, And for people who don't know what D2R2 is, it's the Deerfield Dirt Road Randon-y. uh It is uh, I don't know whether it's a cult classic anymore. I think it's well enough known that it's not a cult classic, but it was a cult classic certainly when I showed up for my first one. I think I've ridden it four times and it it's also a ride that uh expanded in the sense that i think they may have started out with one or two different distances right and now they have like six with all mm-hmm. these different routes and they have mystery rides where <laughs> you don't know how far it is but they just give you you know a gps track and have fun um and that aspect actually brings up i wanted to tell the story because of course you (laughs) came out here uh one summer to ride Mm d2r2 um and had a a fascinating uh exhilarating experience and oh see i
0: thought you were going to call it a misadventure
1: it was definitely a misadventure or it was I would say it was a misadventure from your point of view, from my point of view, it was highly entertaining. So I was just actually, why don't, why, why don't we do this? I'll tell the story of that day as I recall it. And that'll have some inaccuracies. And then you can correct me where I'm wrong or, or, or add color. That seems reasonable. Yes. Here's what, here's what happened from my perspective. So you came out, you and I, I mean, this was very exciting, right? This that was like the first big ride we did together. Is that right? Uh, no, we didn't get to ride together. Cause your well, we didn't get old. to ride together. But what I'm saying is leading up to it, we were very excited. Oh yeah. We had yeah, become close stoked. friends through our work on red kite prayer. And we were like, Oh yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. So Patrick shows up. I'm gonna to talk to the listeners now and stop talking to you. So Patrick shows up, he s- stays at my house. We you know, we hang out for a few days. Uh then we go out to Western Mass to ride the event. Um it's one of those events with like a vast parking lot full of people. It's it's not quite Woodstock Lollapalooza, but it's got that that vibe of like you know, everyone's very excited and they're all in a field <laughs> and they're trying to get ready for a thing. So in the field prior to departure on D2R2, Patrick sees um man about cycling town, Richard Freeze. Yep. Richard being again, for people who don't know, uh the Pied Piper of Boston area or one of the Pied Piper certainly of Boston mm-hmm. area cycling mm-hmm. former director of Mass Bike uh with Best Buddies yeah editor of the Ride um a charismatic figure even on his bad days yeah yeah and i've never seen one of those but so patrick sees richard and says oh i could ride with richard and you guys go way back yeah to yeah. like the second issue of the ride. Right, right. So I'm sort of like, oh, okay. I, you know, I've got my group of guys. Um, and I didn't make a big deal out of it, but I did. Uh, it should be said <laughs> that I assembled my group of guys because they navig- they're they like navigators. I'm bad at, th- I'm not good at this. If you give me a cue sheet, you're going to find me up a tree. <laughs> Um, But, you know, the guys that I ride with are all like, well, we're two tenths of a mile from the left hand turn, but it doesn't look like, you know, they're like they're dialed in. So I have these guys put together, assuming that they're going to shepherd Patrick and I along on this adventure and it's going to be magical. Patrick opts to ride with Richard and a different crew of guys Mm Um, a group that I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to name them, so it doesn't matter, but I do know that, um, weed breaks would be a
0: thing. Yeah. uh, uh, Safety checks. Um, Yes. Yeah. Safety.
1: Yeah. It's legal in this state now. So, um, so you go off to ride with those guys and I think, oh, oh, okay. That, that, you know, enjoy yourself, have a great time. And I'm pretty sure that you guys left before us, Uh, but regardless, I have a long day out on the road, uh, the dirt roads and all the stuff, and I have a good time with my guys, and we get back to the tent, and I assume I'm going to find you there, but you're not there. And, you know, I get my food and I eat my food and that's great. And then I have like three desserts. And then the, each one of those was uh, better than the one before. I drink a couple cups of coffee. I'm like, where, where is that guy? And I think to myself, I mean, he's staying at my house, so he couldn't have left without me. I can't fathom why you're not back at the tent. And then I don't know how much longer later it was, but then you, you showed back up. And you hadn't had a good time.
0: I, uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I was, uh... I was a little irritated at that point. <laughs> I was a little irritated. I would enjoyed the writing. Uh, it was pretty writing. And yeah. we wrote a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, but Richard told me that he and his crew knew what was up. And this was a crew of a lot of bike industry people. So like Mm. there were a lot of friends of friends or, you know, people like I'd traded an email or two with. So there was a certain uh, compelling, you know, drive to, to roll with them. And I just let me go on, on record and say, Richard is probably in my top favorite hundred people of the entire planet. I adore this guy. Uh, And so the opportunity to spend some time with him completely short circuited me to the point that you I'm sure you must have made it clear. I've assembled a group of guys who will shepherd you through this day and, and safely to the finish. I'm sure you said that. Um, I have well, zero I, memory of that whatsoever. I don't it know if I registered. said that. Yeah, I
1: don't think I said that. I don't think I would. I certainly wouldn't have said it in front of them. Um, <laughs> but also, I wouldn't want to give away my secret. You know, I, I'm just pedaling along on the back wheel.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we roll out and the first screwed up turn was within the first 15 miles. Yeah. Um, and the further we went, the more misadventurous it got. We rolled into the, into the lunch stop from the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was inspiring. Uh, well, D2R2 also, because they
1: run like five or six different routes on the same day you can see you will see a lot of cyclists and think oh i'll just go the way they're going actually they're going on it they're on a different route than you are
0: yeah so there was a time where i was trying to help us uh regain some lost ground by going to the front and like pushing the pace some and (laughs) and there was some uh what what's the term for dallying Uh, Mm. and then I see people headed the other direction, just as you noted. And I'm like, wait, what, what's going on? So I pull over and I'm getting everybody else to pull over. It's like, no, we're doing this right. And now I'm finally starting to doubt their abilities. Um, I had the root sheet, which was an eight and a half by 11 sheet of white paper run through a laser printer, which, you know, by this point in the day, uh, let's call it two o'clock, is <sighs> wrecked.
1: Right. Wrecked. Yeah, there are 15th century
0: treasure maps that are more legible. <laughs> and, and longer lasting, you yeah. know? Uh and I mean at one point we determined that we we're in Vermont and we weren't supposed to be. Uh we were supposed to get very near Vermont. Uh but the actual entry into Vermont was not part of our general plan. Yeah. Uh and so uh, yeah, things got interesting. Um,
1: <laughs> and the good uh, news is that no matter which direction you go in, you have to climb. So, so if you make a bad yeah, choice, yeah. you can be sure you're going to pay the ultimate price.
0: Yeah, we were we were somewhere up Mohawk Trailish, which mm. um you know in that part of Western Massachusetts, you know you're going to climb a solid two thousand feet to get over it. Um, so we were on that a while. Uh. When we rolled into the finish, I have a very clear memory of the quality of light present when we rolled into the finish. Yeah. Now, it's New England. It's August. Uh, you know, the sun stays up until, what, 2 a.m.? Uh, and it was, it was not starting to get dark, but it was not daytime anymore. We were headed well toward dusk.
1: Yeah, that's right. I remember that, too, because I remember as the light changed, thinking... Am I going to have to do some sort? Is there like a
0: rescue that's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, it was one of those things like I'd still had a very nice ride, but <laughs> there had been so many wrong turns and so many stops that I will say there was some irritation by that time with like, my God, do you guys really have any idea where we're going? Um <laughs> Uh, And I mean, I, uh, well, I'll just leave that other thing alone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I, I get in, there's still some food left. There's some food left. Uh, they were out of a couple of things, but there was still some food. Uh, there was still some beer left. They were out of one of the beers. Um, and, uh, you know, I I finally get changed and you and I and your other buddy, we hop in the car and miraculously, I even though we were going to sleep in Vermont that night, I managed to talk you into driving south so that we could have dinner in Northampton.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah. And and I was beyond grateful for that. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> that was uh, that, <laughs> that was, was a, actually one of the high points.
1: That was a pity move on my part. <laughs> For sure, if you hadn't been lost, I'd say we're not going to Northampton
0: <laughs> I bet mean, I think well, you definitely needed we would have it. had plenty of time to do it. We would have <laughs> gotten to your place at like ten o'clock at night, whatever it was, right, you know, so there's that uh, <laughs> and and then I wrote about it, and I proceeded to um I was a little rough on it. Would you say I eviscerated the event
1: um you know, I didn't think so. I think you said some stuff that was fair about, you know, operating an event that size. And so D2R2 definitely has a um, a rough and ready vibe. Like, they're, you know, they're really like, yeah, this
0: this is the route. Good luck. Um, right. Because they don't mark a single turn. No, Not, no, no. A single is, there's no chalk. There's no right. spray paint. There's no tape. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. no ribbon. No, no, no. No person, nothing. Yeah,
1: that's right. So uh, it is an event of a certain flavor. It's a very delicious flavor if you like that flavor. And I think you, so you, you criticized it a bit um, in ways that I thought were gentle and fair, but you got flamed for because New Englanders are sensitive, um, which was actually. I mean, I felt bad for you at the time, but it was also like another level of amusement for me, <laughs> um, especially yeah. I, because I knew some of the people who were sort of ranting and raving that you just don't get D two R to it. You, don't blah, 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 you know, all of this stuff. And I was like, I mean, it's a day on a bike. Do we have to get aggro about it?
0: <laughs> well, the funny thing was like, you know, yeah, there was so much. You don't understand this event. You don't get what's going on. It's very well organized. And I proceeded to reiterate the story that's in the post about rolling into the lunch stop. Yeah. You know, my problem that I came in from the wrong direction. Ultimately, that's not a big deal. There was food. But as I'm standing there trying to get a sandwich, a woman rolls in who had paid whatever the $230 or whatever it was way early on to make sure that she had or I guess she got a discounted entry because she entered so early. But she had specified that she wanted the vegan sandwich. Mm. They had her name. There was supposed to be a sandwich set aside for her. That's mm. why she registered so early so that they wouldn't be out of the vegan option. And she rolls up and she's like, I, I'm here for a vegan sandwich. And she's like, oh, we gave those all away. <laughs> and she's like, well, I specifically signed up early to make sure I Yeah. No, they're all gone. Yeah. And And dude, homeboy behind the table was like without pity, just <laughs> didn't didn 't care no, they 're all gone. like <laughs> re- you need reali- to go
1: away now, I realize as you 're telling a story that i 'm laughing and i 'm laughing mm-hmm. at other people 's misfortune, so that 's something i 'm going to have to go
0: away and think about but but um yeah, I mean it, to me you 're laughing at the goat parade aspect you 're not laughing at her you 're right. just like, yeah. well, this is maybe not how you do things uh,
1: yeah, i don 't know. I mean, I think to myself. You're going to put a whole bunch of people on a whole bunch of dirty back roads that twist and turn and aren't any of them marked on their own anyway, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and try to feed them all. Like, even the idea that you would try to save a vegan sandwich for someone, to me, is sort of ludicrous. And I'm not saying that that lady did not deserve her vegan sandwich. I'm not saying that at all. I just, uh, I enjoy... I am enjoying the absurdity of the whole, the the totality of it. Right. The people who had a good time, the people who had a bad
0: time. That's really beautiful to me. (laughs) You know, to be fair, I'm just going to own the fact that I'm a little spoiled. I mean, I, I, by this time I had done Levi's Grand Fondo four times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, three times anyway. Uh, and. You know, that that thing, there are Swiss trains that admire that event. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is a big deal. I think I haven't done
1: a lot of West Coast events, but I do I do have the sense that the organizational level uh, out there is much higher than it is here. Here, it's a much more like. Enjoy yourself.
0: uh, It's it's. It's very much the it's 2 a.m. You need a friend with a shovel, a 50 pound bag of lime, a rolled up carpet and a pickup. You know, it's it's the one guy who will show up to help you with that thing, because that's how volunteering for bike events is viewed in New England. Nobody wants to help at a bike event. Uh, I think
1: I well, I mean, a lot of the events that I've been to in New England are staffed by people who aren't cyclists. They are into whatever the cause is, like D two R two is the Franklin Land Trust, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, and you ride around. Yeah,
0: and let's be clear the the organization benefiting from that ride, amazing. Yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but there's a difference between having you know somebody's
1: aunt uh, Maureen at the station trying to sort vegan sandwiches for someone in tippy-tappy shoes and a bad attitude or or a good attitude. Um, it's just different than I think the organizations out West are probably a little more professional, have a little more, have more staff that are sort of in tune. Actually, the, the rides uh, that I was talking about before that Rob and Patria put on, all of their staff are cycling minded people. And it, it definitely right. shows in how how the event goes off, what the food is like, all of that stuff. Right. Like they do. They mm-hmm. do a really good job. D2R2 is loose and it's a laissez faire. Come on out and have a great day or don't <laughs> You right. know, like come right. have an experience. And I, I love it. But I definitely I got where you are coming from.
0: You know, here's the other thing. It's like, uh, you know, if you want to run something that is uh, maybe maybe not even shot from the hip, but from your knees, uh, you know, that's fine. Go for it. But if you're going to charge two hundred dollars for the opportunity to to do something that was not quite shot from the hip, uh, there might be some differences of opinion about that outcome.
1: Yeah, there are differences of opinion. I I think you didn't dig it. Some people don't dig it. And other people love it and think it's worth every penny. I've always enjoyed myself there. Um, but I think I also, you know, I have a, a large appetite for absurdity and adversity and stupidity. <laughs> as well as yeah. some stunning views and some really hard riding.
0: I think that having now been, uh, Oh, let's not go with indoctrinated. Let's just say humbled. Uh, having now had that experience, I could go back there and have a, a pretty darn good time. Oh, you
1: definitely, definitely would.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would make sure to download the GPX track for sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I yeah. would proceed to ignore anything Richard and his cohort said, <laughs> I would Rich. just simply instruct them, get, get on my wheel, you know, we're going we to go. We're going to the tent. Because, I mean, I would still ride with Richard. Yeah. I would rope you into it, but I would still ride with Richard. Right. I mean, here The thing is, the stuff that comes out of Richard's mouth, you know, every, every 200 meters is yeah. gold. Even if you've heard him tell the story before, it's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it all. Yeah. I'm with but you. But Doing an event where the the there are no on course sweeps checking for people who have an unscrewed bottom bracket or a wheel with 14 broken spokes uh that that kind of concerns me and the fact that somebody's like no 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 sandy goes out you know at night after he's finished his ride and and drives the course and i'm like well he can't possibly drive the whole thing well i mean he's doing it at night he's got you know he's got his headlights on bright And I'm thinking about like all the ditches that are four feet lower than the road surface that he's just going to drive by if somebody's flown off the road into a ditch. Yeah. So, yeah, I there were I had the event coming and going from, uh, let's say, just a, a modest standard of what I've seen in the entire rest of the country.
1: Sure. I didn't I, you know, and I didn't I wasn't trying to pick a very old scab off for you.
0: <laughs>
1: I was trying to tell a story I, no, that really to me. And I got to figure out, I got to figure out, you know, what I'm doing with my summer. I got to pedal some bikes, but I just, I got to figure out where.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 And it's funny. One of the things that you noted early on that I've been thinking about is like, you know, we are faced now that it's early May, we are faced with a question that, Cyclists are not ordinarily people like us who enter events, pin on numbers and go do these hard things and then brag about it afterward. Uh, We're faced with something that doesn't ordinarily come up. Normally, you start planning your your season, you know, December, January, February, something like that. You're starting to pick things out. And, you know, the issue is like, well, I'm going to have to do some work to get in shape for this. Now, with stuff getting put on the calendar in August and it's May, it's like, can I even be that fit by then? Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it's a shift in mindset for me. I mean, last week
1: I talked about being not very bike fit. Mm -hmm. And so then. If I do, uh, I do a hundred K gravel event, for Mm -hmm. example, it's going to be hard work. Uh, you know, it's not just going to be a spin around the woods uh, with some buddies. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put some suffering into it. And it's yeah. a different, you know, it's a different vibe. It's not like, hey, can we let's let's see if we can get back by two o'clock. Let's rip the trail. It's more like, all right. Uh, do I want to go out and have that experience? I, I do. I, and to be clear, I, the times that I just survive an event, uh, are more more frequent than the times when I'm like, yeah, I crushed it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I want to give anyone the wrong impression. But, you know, I'm certainly not in my normal cycling shape. Like if you were to take me out to Western Mass right now and stick me on Patton Hill Road and say, go on, go up, you would find me, you know, 45 yards up the road, keeled over uh, with sand in my uh, chamois. Um, so, and which, which I can sign up for, like, that's, that's okay. Um, I love, I love some creative suffering. I love, again, I love to, I love the absurdity
0: of hurting myself. Um, Is the fetal position one of the various poses in more advanced forms of yoga? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know if I did
0: more yoga, I'd probably be in better pedaling shape. <laughs> uh, all my yoga classes that i'm doing on youtube are uh more beginner oriented
1: yeah no i don't know what the advanced positions look like i'm sorry
0: i'm i'm just hoping that we get to somehow rope fetal position into something cool and hip and you know uh, advancing our soul
1: yeah i think in yoga they have um you know they have they they have better like they have child's pose, which is just mm-hmm. fetal position on your face, more or
0: less. <laughs> so it's there. It is it is certainly prostrate. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> why don't we take a break? All right.
1: Yeah, we'll come we'll come back in a minute.
0: The pace line is brought to you by the Cycling Independent. We are the only online cycling publication that's entirely reader-supported, with absolutely no advertiser, sponsor, or investor commitments influencing our editorial. We don't have a sales team or middle management. It's just the three founders and a collection of talented and committed contributors who independently produce our content. To maintain our commitment to honest, reader-focused editorial with the best writers in the business, we need your help every dollar that comes in goes directly toward creating the content you see a subscription is cheap easy and it goes a heck of a long way just go to cyclingindependent.com click on support tci and choose your level thanks for listening
1: okay we're back with the pace line the podcast on two wheels i prattled on forever about that it's time for your poll patrick what's on your (laughs) mind
0: I'm I'm going to prattle on now about something that is uh, less fun (laughs) than than getting humbled by an event. Uh, You know, certainly not exciting, but it's real and it's something I do feel a need to address. So I think you and I are reasonably qualified to tackle this. Uh, (laughs) What with the fact that we both wrestled with some uh, uh, mood disturbances. I think they sometimes refer to that. Mental illness is okay. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's there is a a letdown that I'm hearing from some people, some of my friends that they're experiencing as life begins to open back up, you know, now that so many people have received their vaccinations. Um, And I'll even say I've experienced some of this. Uh, It's not depression. Certainly. Um, but I'd say it's something akin to a morning. Um, there were plenty of people who had a freak out here when everything first shut down. Um, I experienced some, some of that, the big park near me Anadell, uh, got completely shut down. Uh, I remember telling the story at the time, but I'll refresh our listeners. Um, County officials decided that, you know, with all the shopping and dining closed down, the thing to do was to get people outside. So they waived all the parking fees at every park in Sonoma County. And guess what? Suddenly the parks were overwhelmed because there were still parking fees at all the parks, you know, in San Francisco and Marin County and right. Solano County and everywhere else. We were the only place without any parking fees. Everyone so loves people a free drove park. in from like seven counties yeah. to, to Sonoma County. Um and so then county officials after that weekend decided oh that was a really really bad idea so rather than just putting the parking fees back in reinstating those they decided that the thing to do was just close the parks close the park yeah that was that was the appropriate call um and so the the reaction on, on the part of the cycling community here was I'll say that some of us may have misplaced our poo. Mm. Yeah, uh, there were there were certainly folks who went into the park and were caught by rangers. And I heard of some shouting altercations and, you know, right, right. not things you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so once I was able to start logging some consistent time in the saddle, once again, I calmed down considerably. And part of that meant like getting some help covering my boys when, you know, because they weren't at school. Yeah. Um things calmed down with my boys, and you know, I was doing a better job of supporting them. Uh, so Sonoma County is now in the orange tier. So we've got some indoor dining, and theaters have just started to open back up. Not full capacity, but we can do things inside again. My boys' school began full in classroom instruction on Monday of this yeah. week. Yeah, minor too. Where I nearly had a panic attack when I pulled into the parking lot and I saw so many people together, you know, even though they were outside, like I saw dozens of kids standing in lines, you know, waiting to go in their classrooms, barely a foot between them, you know, uh, and certainly not everybody had masks on. Uh, uh, All here, I've got to go for a euphemism. Uh, There was a muscle in the lower half of my body that clenched up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That muscle. Yeah. 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 That's that's interesting, we're not doing like my kids are back
1: at school, but everyone is masks on all the time and distanced like the that's protocols supposed are to be. pretty tight,
0: yeah, yeah, that's certainly yeah. what it's supposed to be, but um you know we're talking about a bunch of kids between you know yeah, six yeah, and yeah. twelve years old yeah but, uh they're they're doing their best, nothing against the administration of the school they're right. really doing a great job uh I received the second dose of vaccine last week. So in two more weeks, I'm going to be as well protected as I possibly can be short of boosters. Once they start doing those right, right. like later this year, it sounds like, um, all this is to say that I've been noting a variety of, let's call it melancholy that mm. I struggled to identify. And truly until just recently, it's kind of the emotional equivalent of delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh-huh. If we will,
1: yeah.
0: yep, yep. uh, here, I'll frame it this way. OK, some years back when my eldest, Philip, was three, I walked around the corner to our local pizza joint to grab a takeout pie. Mm. Uh, they did. They do great New York pizza. I really miss that place. Valentino's man. Miss you guys. Uh, I get home and Philip is nowhere to be found. So right? a search ensues. Yeah. We're not finding him after a half hour or so. We call the police. We're both utterly frantic. Right. right. You know, and it's like, well, we can't risk having, you know, we're not going to stand on pride. Yeah. Yeah. We've searched every inch of the apartment and just don't know what to do other than call in the cavalry. So the cops arrive. They look around and one of them poked his head into a closet. So clogged with boxes. It was under a stairwell uh, that (laughs) I didn't think that a three year old child could even enter it. Right. Right. Uh, but he, he pokes his head in and he waves the beam of his flashlight around and then some blonde hair pops up and moves around a little bit because kid had big fluffy, yeah. curly blonde hair. Yeah. And so he just sees a little bit of blonde hair poking up from behind one box. And you know, that's it. We start pulling boxes out. That took about 10 minutes. Uh, we get the child out. We thank the cops. I close the door. I lock it. And once I know that all danger is completely passed and my child is secure and I'm not going to be taken to jail, I sobbed like a child. Sure. I couldn't permit my feeling. I couldn't permit myself to have any feelings as long as the crisis was still on. Right. But once where the crisis was done, yeah. I was a mess. Yeah. Uh, we didn't eat that pizza warm. <laughs> uh, you know, the point here is to say that I'm beginning to feel something a little similar. Yeah. There's a mental relaxing that is beginning to take place. And while I don't quite know what to expect, uh, certainly this isn't the acute sort of threat of like, got to find the child right now. This is unfolding over weeks rather than 10 minutes. Right. Uh, But I, you know, I'm not quite sure what to expect, but I'm leaving myself room to, in effect, mourn all that I lost last year in terms Mm. of the life that I normally like to lead. Uh, Like with so many things in life, you know, cycling is going to be a part of what gets me through this, no matter what it looks like.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, my plan is to make a concerted effort to start socializing more, seeing friends I haven't seen in more than a year. And invite them out for some rides. Um, once Sonoma County enters the yellow tier, and that's something I think will be coming in the next few weeks. I actually plan to invite a bunch of friends out for a group ride that I'm going to call the hug ride. Cause we're all going to yeah. hug each other uh-huh. and we're going to finish up a trail house and we're going to have lunch and beers. And yeah, I'm going to make sure I hug every last person there. Yeah. That's my plan. Wow. Yeah, it's there it's a lot. It's a lot. Um
1: I feel I feel both things. I feel sad for what we've all been through, but I also feel sad that the world is gonna return to going a hundred miles per hour again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like the unintended benefit, obviously, of the situation over the last year has been that Uh, I get to spend a lot more time with my wife and kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my wife was just saying this morning that, you know, the kids are back in school as of this week. And she's a little sad not to, like, see them at lunchtime. I mean, at the Mm. same time, they got to get out. (laughs) <laughs> I need to. to get yes. out of his house. <laughs> it's both. It's like, a, come here, come here, come here. Go away, go away, go away. Um, mm, but, mm-hmm. but it does. I mean, I, th- I think that it, that sort of ambivalence is exactly how I feel. I feel sad about what we've all been through, and I feel it more. Feel it more for my kids and and people I know who are a lot more extroverted than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually have spent the last year kind of going to the woods every day, really enjoying myself. I now I'm I'm privileged to be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not saying we should stay stay the course. Let's all just say socially distance. It's working better for me. Um, but I, I think it it does it cuts both ways. I feel bad for people who are definitely looking for those hugs, and I'll hug them. I'll hug them. Um, (laughs) I feel bad for those people that are desperate for the hugs and need that time. I also feel sort of like, you know, especially here in the, in the Northeast corridor of the U S uh, life moves at breakneck pace. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking forward to that coming back.
0: Yeah. Well I I could do without Santa Rosa looking like a ghost town. Um, Right. But yeah, I I'm not I I'm not somebody who wants to fully return to all the hustle and bustle that we had. Right. But you know it's bad when even the introverts like us are going, "Man, I got to get out." Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it.
1: Actually, that's a good point. I mean, I I I'm not on Zoom calls all day. I'm not in Zoom school all day. I'm able to go out and, you know, do my thing and come back and drink coffee and write, which is my work. Um, so it works really well for me. I'm not like beholden to the computer the way a lot of people are. And that's made, you know, my last year a lot better than most. I definitely Mm -hmm. can understand if you were chained to your monitor the last year, you'd be
0: feeling pretty traumatized by now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, uh, you know, my eight year old's been having migraines and we're wondering if it's all the screen time.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that's been the big parenting thing for me the last year is trying to get my kids once they're done with school on their laptops to then actually close the laptops and not just engage entertainment on the laptop so that we get 18 hours of laptop a day. Um, You know, I'm a I'm an outside guy and, you know, having to chase my kids out the door is not the task that I thought I would have, but. <laughs> right. But it is. And I don't, I I don't blame them. You know, you're, you're in front of the machine. Bodies at rest tend to stay at rest.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, let's be fair, you know, for a, a young mind like that, a lot of those games are hella fun. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're way better than the ones when
0: we were. <laughs> That's a separate issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was a whole lot easier to understand what we were supposed to do in those games when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all righty. Well, how about pace line picks? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna work a theme I started last week. So last week I I talked about an eight year old wool cap that I love. Um, <laughs> this week I'm I'm gonna pick something, another old thing that I appreciate a hell of a lot because it can be beaten within an inch of its life, uh, then refurbished and continue to deliver. Um, okay. This week I ordered a new set of straps, uh, ratcheting straps for an old pair of seedy mountain bike shoes. Huh. Um, yeah. So these shoes are 10 years old, maybe older. Um, they've seen a lot of trail time. Um, and I, I, at some point I broke the buckles and replaced those. And so now I need to replace the straps. And so I'm just waiting for those to come in the mail. Okay.
0: Time, 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 time out. Yeah. You said they're 10 years old. Uh, they, I think they have to be 10 years old. Maybe more. Is there... Like any tread left on the bottom? Well, that's what's walking on bare
1: carbon. Well, that's what's crazy. Uh, The tread is good. They don't look like they've been sanded. Uh, You know, if they were if they were no longer viable, I would I would send them the way of all things. I would no longer. I think
0: what we're trying to do here is to determine what what your definition of no longer viable is.
1: No, no, they have good they have good tread. I mean I, I, unlike you, I never put my foot down when I'm riding a mountain bike.
0: Oh <laughs> snap. Ooh. I'm gonna need some aloe on my skin after that.
1: Wow. No, I honestly don't know why the tread looks so good. I was I pulled them out. I you know, I'm trying to reduce all the stuff that I have, so I pulled them out. I was like, I gotta get rid of these, and I turned them over and I was like, no, no, actually. <laughs> these are these are <laughs>
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I can't criticize because I am the guy who will look at something. No, there's plenty of life left in this. yeah, yeah, I mean I fa- what happened was I found myself shopping for a new
1: pair of mountain bike shoes, and I was like, and and to be clear, these have not been my daily riders for a few years. I have okay. a pair that I've been riding. And even those, okay. those are like reaching the end of their days. But I was like, I gotta buy. I went shopping for a new pair, and I and I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. Uh, and you know, it's not about saving money for me because I would happily mortgage my soul for the right piece of bike gear, right? Like I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm not throwing money out the door, but I don't hesitate because uh, mm-hmm. this stuff's important to me. Uh, but it's more about just like. Not having more stuff, because I've got plenty of stuff, and um, I also thought to myself, unless these things are really actually done, I don't want to put them in the landfill. That's another thing on my mind. Um, okay. And cities, you know, they're they're made to last, so it's kind of my job to wear them until they're done being awesome.
0: And, you know, I understand your concerns, but this pair isn't done yet. Okay. Yeah. All I- right. I, I can I can totally understand and respect that. Yeah, I, I badly want the gray Dominator
1: tens that CD yeah. has out now, and the the internet algorithm has discovered that I like, and so they put a picture of them
0: everywhere I go on the internet. <laughs>
1: uh, I really, yeah, really do yeah. want them.
0: You're yeah, and now you want them more because you're being taunted with them. I'm being constantly. taunted.
1: But I kind of feel like this is a middle finger to the Internet algorithm that actually, no, I just spent nine dollars on new straps for the for the 10 year old ones.
0: Well, did you order the straps from the CD website?
1: I did not, because the CD website told me I couldn't have them.
0: Oh, all right. Had to go elsewhere. Well, then wherever else you went, you're going to see their ads for the rest of your life, right? yeah. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very
1: yeah. interesting. I I think I I wrote recently about how Instagram really desperately wants to sell me pants. <laughs>
0: yes, you did. Yes, you did. But recently <laughs> that
1: has changed and I don't know what happened, but now Instagram desperately desperately wants me to invest in a new pair of slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Something about my online behavior suggests I'm sleepy and pretty lazy, uh, and so it's right,
0: but I just don't know how what the tell is. Yeah, so I uh, a few weeks back I ordered, uh, and I wonder where they are. I have to look into this. I ordered this uh, saw, which is essentially two handles on uh, a chainsaw chain, right? Uh, so that when we encounter down trees on mountain bike rides that are larger than about eight inches in diameter, uh, six, six, eight, somewhere in there, that's the limit of what I'll do with my saws. Uh, if we find something bigger, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll have this thing in my pack too. You know, now yeah. make my hydration pack another pound heavier. I'm going right. to have to redo my suspension soon. Cause,
1: that's why you yeah. got to put your foot down all the time.
0: Well, that's fair. Yeah. 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 yeah uh but you know because i bought that yeah now the interwebs just they advertise all sorts of weird gadgets and some of them are really cool i don't need them right but some of them are really cool and i almost want to buy them they've got you pegged as a survivalist now yeah 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 i'm a prepper or something (laughs) to them yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it goes so Uh, that's so that's my (laughs) pick Ten-year-old CD right.
1: shoes, and if you have CD shoes, and there's a lot of great shoes out there. Hmm. Indeed. Um, but uh, if you have CD shoes, you you do know that those buckles and those straps are out there for. You know, I think the buckles gave up the ghost after six or seven years, which is fair enough. And I love I love a product that uh, has spare parts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, yeah. You know, they're actually talking about right to repair laws in some states. Yeah. I uh, I dig that. Yeah, I,
1: this, this is kind of a weird yuppie story, but I have an espresso maker that I employ very often, and it died, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I can very sad. I see that sad. being a, a household
0: crisis. I can see that being a household crisis. Yeah, yeah, for you. it's a problem here, and it died, and I and it's a
1: it's a pretty big unit, and I was like, I ah, I desperately need coffee, but I can't put this thing in the garbage. It's like a big unit of a thing, <laughs> and so, and I'm not the handiest. I'll I'll say that, but I was like, I got I I unscrewed the bottom of it and I pulled it out and I did some YouTubing um youtube is Uh always good for like you know some nerd has already figured out how you fix this thing so that's beautiful right it's not just for bikes (laughs) um it turns out they've (laughs) learned how to fix everything (laughs) and for like um six dollars worth of fuses i repaired my espresso maker saving myself hundreds of dollars and a big chunk of metal in the landfill um, and so now I'm, now I'm, I think that if I hadn't done that, I might not have fixed these shoes. I might have just thrown the shoes out, but now I'm in the mode of like, yeah, we should, I got to fix my stuff.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I like that. Uh, there are things I look at around my place and I think I'm going you know, when that goes, I'm going to try to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. It helps that. You know,
1: just to bring it full circle, all those nerdy guys that shepherd me around on long uh, GPS-driven uh, ride events are also the types of guys who are like, "Oh no, no, you don't! You just need a new flange. I've got three of them in my tool." <laughs> like what? Huh? Huh? All right. So those, those. <laughs> you know, you need spare parts, but you also need nerdy friends. So, what's what's your pick this week? <laughs>
0: well i've got another tire for my pick this week uh before i go into that tire though i want to say how odd it is to me to be excited about tires on such an ongoing basis yeah, it's came almost a point- like a fetish
1: it's like a <laughs> rubber fair. fetish rubber,
0: yeah rubber fetish okay <laughs> Great. Now I know what's going to be advertised on, on the interwebs in the <laughs> That's future. Right. That's right. Outfits and uh, yeah. Yeah, moving right along. Yeah. There was a point in the early 2000s where I essentially stopped talking about tires. I even stopped reviewing them. Uh Everyone was riding 23s. And the only differences between the various tires were whether you were running a standard folding clincher, one with puncture resistance or an open tubular. Despite all the different brands and all the different models and all the different colors, there were three tires on the market. Right. Right. uh, You know, and I mean, when I would go out and ride different tires, that was the only thing I could detect. Was it an open tubular a regular uh, clincher or something with puncture resistance? Right. Uh, So now we contrast that with today and there's more going on in tires than there is in just about any other sphere of the cycling world. It's a rubber Renaissance. It's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, well, and I mean, just, you know, the variety of geek I am, I am a guy who gets excited when I open a box and I see there are tires. I, I get this little shiver of, of pre anticipatory joy. One thing that I think is great
1: about tires is that it has a dramatic impact on your ride. And yeah, it's, and it's not an expensive thing to mess with. You know, like if you're if you're if you're like, oh, should I ride this frame or that frame? Well, it's going to cost you a lot of money to find out by just trying them. Yeah. But but you can you can reasonably afford to get a couple couple or five sets of tires in your arsenal
0: Mm -hmm. and play around. I like that. Yeah. Well, and also like, you know, as the recent post uh, I put up suggests, you can play around with your tire pressure yeah, and that'll, uh, that'll affect your ride quality more than just about anything else you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good, uh, because
1: I, I'd love to call that post out. Uh, because if listeners haven't read it, I think it does a really good job of boiling down the really important things that have happened in tires. All while frame builders have been trying to address the same question in a much more engineering, you know, materials, science way. Um, and, and with much, much more modest results. Much more <laughs> modest results, right? Like what you can do with a pump in your garage turns out to be pretty dramatic. So if you yeah. haven't read that, get to the website and do it. But so, I, I'm
0: interrupting you. Go ahead. I'll I'll include a link in the show notes uh, Good idea. to help direct people. Yeah. Uh, so today's pick. The. Pirelli Cinturato tire. So this is a road tubeless model that's meant for rough roads and gravel roads that aren't too loose or too chunky. The Mm. tire goes for $70 and it comes in five different widths, 24, 26, 28, 32, and 35 millimeters in width. I really, really, really wish they were doing this tire in a
1: 38. 38. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Because then I could put it on any gravel bike. I, you know, I ever ride. Uh I'd love a 40, but that wouldn't go on all the bikes that are out there. It would only go on some. Uh so the Cinturato has a puncture resistant casing, uh mm. nylon belt that goes all the way around, bead to bead, uh as well as an additional puncture resistant belt that's directly under the tread. And in a move that I'm going to say always gives me pause, I have deliberately ridden through glass to see just how puncture resistant <laughs> this tire is. <laughs> I've yet to get a flat or even find glass in the tread. Uh, yeah. But can I just say that deliberately riding through broken glass is as hard as trying to punch yourself in the face? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... you know i feel like you're being a doofus you're being this is your job you're being a doofus yeah don't do it it. yeah yeah uh (laughs) you know uh fortunately the um the uh no fixed address uh contingent that lives along the bike path uh here in town uh they tend to have a lot of um uh drinking receptacles that they do away with without uh considering the fact that there are trash receptacles around right
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to tell uh, if that's malice or just butterfingers
0: uh i was going to go with don't give a yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. uh so what makes this tire truly different from so many road tubeless models because let's be honest the road tubeless category has not seen um, widespread adoption uh, because it, it it has proven to be so tough. Um, mm. I was able to seat this tire on the very first try using mm. just a pump with a chamber, you know, with a pressurizable chamber, not right. going to the nearby bike shop and having them seat it with the use of their compressor, which has happened right. any number of times. Oh. Uh, just getting the tire on uh, was pretty stinking easy. Um, and yeah, uh, first try boop, right on, uh, pumped it up to 70 in the front and 75 in the rear. And the thing rides really, really well. Uh, those, some of our roads here are bad enough that I've been known to go maybe three or four days without pumping them up and topping them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, What's comfortable at 75 is really comfortable at about 65.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I follow that strategy too. I find the perfect pressure and then I'm just like, ah, what, what does less feel like? Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good.
0: <laughs> and I, I can't detect any difference in the speed that I ride, uh, between 65 and 75. Yeah. Um, what I notice is, Oh God, that afternoon wind is blowing. Great. I'm going to go 16 miles an hour West for, you know, the next hour. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, great tire, uh, pretty easily available. Uh, unlike some stuff, uh, Pirelli doesn't seem to have really great distribution in bike shops. And mm. that may actually prove to serve you well. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of the pace line. um, what, what are you doing with yourself on your big weekend rides?
1: Um, I, you know, I'm, I just work the local gravel over and over. And I say gravel, it's dirt, it's dirt. I ride a lot of single track on my gravel mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's dirt that I've ridden, you know, for decades on mountain mm-hmm. bikes and it's just a whole new experience a whole new flow on the gravel bike and that's that's pretty much all I do um occasionally I, and that's just where I am right now like at some point this summer one of my friends will say let's go ride mountain bikes over here and I'll get on the in the habit of riding mountain bikes all the time uh
0: and I will love
1: that but right now it's just all dirt all the time
0: yeah i uh I think this is the weekend I'm going to get back and do a bunch more mountain biking. I yeah. think I'm going to I've been doing an awful lot of road miles. And I think I'm going to go play on some single track this weekend. The summer is for mountain bikes, right? Uh, it, it, I mean, for me, summer is just like more riding. I I, yeah, but yeah, 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 there there is maybe a little extra mountain biking in the su- Summer.
1: Yeah, I just feel like uh, standing around sweaty in a parking lot uh, is a mountain bike summer thing like by a trailhead. Yeah. That's just how I see my summer. I guess I used to see it as a road thing, though. I don't know. I don't know. The zeitgeist in cycling is
0: very strange right now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most everything is still really strange. That's right. That's a good point. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Everybody, we could use some questions to respond to. So please send us some stuff. Uh, Just put a comment in uh, the comments at Cycling Independent and uh, we'll tackle that for you. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with John Lewis. Thanks for listening to The Paceline.